you didn't have to be any particular person. You could be, you know, I know some folks would say to me, did you know who you had volunteered <laughs> with you? You know, he's this person, you know, out in the community. Right. And, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da. I said, no, man, he knows how to cut potatoes. What are you talking yeah, you're about? You're right, right. right. I mean, you know, what Vincent you, I Elkins. Know, I didn't ask for a resume <laughs> when he got here. I'm like, can you cut potatoes, bro? <laughs> That's all yeah, that's all I need. And this is Pod Have Mercy. This is Pod Have Mercy. I'm John Stevens. Matt. John. We get to spend time today. The man. Jeez. The myth. The myth. Y'all need to stop. The legend. Y'all need to stop. Chapel Woods. Very old. Ivan Rome. Rome, Rome, Rome. See, they practice this. No, this is how you. Every time you let me enter, get some money out of every my time you enter, let me, let, your name comes with the soundtrack. There's got to be a fifty-dollar bill with their every name. Every time on you okay? come out of the kitchen into the fellowship hall or the gym, it's like, the lights come on, plays the James Brown music. Dun, 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 dun. I smell biscuits. Well, Ivan must be near. How about how come we couldn't do? Why did it have to be James Brown? How about Phil Collins? No. Suit, suit, studio. Because when I'm thinking of somebody making an entrance, okay. yeah, you know, right. with okay. the, with it the robe on, it ain't Phil Collins. Oh, uh, that is true. It's the King. That's true. You know? that is true. Or George Clinton. Yeah. George Clinton. Yeah. Hey, but you got to wear high stepping yeah. shoes though if you're gonna be George Clinton, no like problem. with fish with fish no women problem. in it. So I had some of those. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I'm a funketeer from way back. A funketeer, <laughs> you are. You are. Parliament. Your inner funketeer uh, is always near. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> down, yes, it down, is. Down, yes, down. it is. I never down. gave that up. No, you haven't. <laughs> I never gave that up. Yeah. So Ivan, Ivan, uh, tell us. Ivan is over all our kitchen ministries at Chapel and has been for 175 years. No, not Methuselah quite. Ow. couldn't beat me. <laughs> And uh, I can't, I'm not allowed to say that you're retiring because you're not retiring. You are, what's the, what's evolving. the, what's the 2022? What I'm evolving. He's, he's, <laughs> like I'm Serena. Evolving. I'm evolving. That's right. I'm evolving. Oh, did you watch the Serena? Yes, I did. Well, did you yes, day? I did. What was so funny I, about that is so, yeah. they get done. It was so bad to get done. And they're interviewing Serena and said, you just beat the number two player in surprised? the world. How did you do that? Are you surprised? And she goes, uh, you know, I am pretty good. <laughs> She's like, please. She goes, you know, I, I can play this game. I, I was like, face. you just set her up. It's like, right. yeah, please. it's not like I walked out there and right. won. It was like, this is Serena. This she is, can play tennis with her eyes. I think she said, I'm Serena. She, uh, she said that later. She yeah. goes, I, I'm Serena. I'm just doing Serena things. Yeah, yeah I'm doing Serena things. So Ivan doing Ivan things. Tell everybody. I'm Ivan. The, about Ivan and about Ivan things at Chapwood over the last however many years just kind of what this ministry has looked like what it's become what you love and seen and stories and wow a lot of them wow a lot of them i i just know that um i came here june of 1999 (laughs) um just recently saved um, probably five months in the Jesus Club, mm-hmm. and not really understanding what a food service director was. <laughs> but I could imitate him. I knew that I needed to do something different 
John, uh, had been successful in the work world, working for a lot of the major players, but I knew I needed to do something different. And Chapelwood just happened to be the different for me. Um, I didn't know how I was going to do it because I got dropped right down in the middle of 12 volunteers. No staff. I had been used to managing large groups of people, managers working for me, district managers working for me, and the whole nine yards. And, and so I didn't know how I was going to do this. But God said, uh, uh, if you just show up, I'll make sure that there's enough people to do any event that you have at this church. Yeah. And he had that secret weapon called Marty Schroff. That was, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. He did. I got to meet her. Cause I, I, I don't know if anybody else here at Chapel would ever had to go through six months worth of interviews, <laughs> but, um, I went through six months worth of interviews here. You mean to get the job to get the job? Yeah. Well, and because I had an interesting past huh. and yeah, I had a real interesting past and, and my past normally would not get me <laughs> in anybody's you. front door. It would get me in their back door. Okay. Yeah. And and then you guys had a gatekeeper and, and he was he was a business administrator. Yeah. And his name was Bill Marshall. And he used to refer to you lovingly. You know, I don't even know if you had a he didn't first have, name. He, he gave to, you a new first name. He did. He used to walk in the office all the time. I'd hear him coming through the cube farm, and he would just say, "Damn it, Russell!" That's right. And That's I'd right. Always I know. I'd always I have to remind him. Was damn it! Hey, I didn't know. Hey, it Bill, was my mad. first name is not damn it. <laughs> I did. I, I did. I, so and and so when you know, brother Marshall looked at my background because right. they were doing background checks back then. Um, he was like, he was like. Wait a minute. Some issues. <laughs> Wait a minute. Mm. You, y'all want to give him keys to the kingdom? Mm. And that young lady you just mentioned right there, she said, we've been praying for three years mm-hmm. for somebody to show up. We didn't interview tons of different people. Yep. Bill, he's the one. Bill said, well, Marty, we just can't. We, his background is like, no, he's, he's you know, a drug addict. He stole stuff. He, <laughs> you know, he's just no, he's just not good for Chapelwood. He doesn't fit the profile. Mm-hmm. And Marty said, well, yes, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. Because yeah. we think he's broken. And we think. That he's just a man for the job. That's right. Wow. And there was some convergence happening at that point too, because Mercy Street was being birthed mm-hmm. and born, mm-hmm. and there's all these addicts that were showing up at the same time, and folks that had left the church. And I just remember when you showed up, it was like there was this convergence of almost kinship, mm-hmm. right? That was happening. Yeah. And it just, it just worked. The church was the church was going through a change at that point. There was a a level of acceptance because Mercy Street was coming on board, right? And so it, it was the the timing was just right. And that wasn't necessarily a given at Chapelwood then. I mean, it was. No. I know. We look back on with, in our DNA and we point to these these special moments mm-hmm. that things changed for us. You know, I mean, because all these things you're talking about, mm-hmm. Mercy Street, 
you coming on board. Right. They were significant, like rudder changes yeah. in the church. Yeah, I think that, that that helped bring us to where we are today. But yeah. it, it wasn't like that. These things happened. There was a oh, it's just easy, no brainer. Oh, yeah. No, no, <laughs> no. Because it, <laughs> no, that's it, right. It, another really thing true. was John that to be a staff member to here, you needed to go to this church. So I was told that, you know, that I needed to join. And I said, well, if I need to join, that means I don't need to work here. And I don't think many people know that story hmm. because that's not, that's the Jesus that I kind of understood was like a Jesus that, you know, kind of like was personal. He wasn't really a tied to me going to a specific church. Yeah. He was tied to me worshiping. Yes. But he wasn't tied to me going to a specific church. And I kind of understood that even as a young Christian. Mm -hmm. And so I stood on that. And I remember the young lady, Marilyn Brown. <laughs> the young lady. Yeah. <laughs> and I praise God for her because, yeah. again, she understood Amen. the whole process and and knew me you know the guy that showed up at interview in a double-breasted suit with you know all covered up on the outside right but the inside tore up from the flow up and uh and she said okay all right we don't normally have folks that don't join the church or this that and the other work as a staff member but since you we'll give you time i said good hmm. then i'll take the job so, and that's really how it got started um, and, and that, that whole process really hasn't changed with me. I've kind of maintained my identity you have. all the way through and pastored your own church and, and yeah, through, through a season of, of yeah, time. I did. I, you know, I, I, that was a real interesting journey too, because I didn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was reminded that I wasn't here and I hadn't gotten to the place where I was on my own. Yeah. And that that level of service is what he wanted. And I wanted to do something special uh, for, and I really was looking at the kind of like what Mercy Street's vision was, but just a little bit more outside of the church. So we opened up in a, in a warehouse right behind the Salvation Army. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, did that for a bit, moved four times, till God said it was that was enough, and um, that was good. So I mean, Matt used to come to me on a regular basis and like, you know, man, you need to preach, and I would tell him, "Well, you see this stove right here? That's my pulpit." That's my pulpit. Remember I used to tell you, you that? This is my pulpit. I don't need to go out in front of anybody and do all that. Yeah. I mean, that's just fine. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm capable actually doing ministry right here at this stove. And um, Jesus did it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fed five thousand. We fed understood. Four thousand. We understood. Broke the bread. Food was always part of part of his deal. Yeah, yeah. it was always part of his deal. Yeah. So, yeah. The but table you, was huge. But I remember you. I don't know if I wore you down. Or you finally heard it, but you came and preached at Mercy Street. Yeah. The um, one of the majors at the uh, Salvation Army and, and the. Pastors go by the, the you know military terms. So one of the majors there had um, asked me to preach there, and so 
And I was in denial that that was a gifting that I had. And uh, so he kind of, um, let me see, what terminology do I want to use on this one here? Um, <laughs> he kind of got me involved. Let me put it that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, since we're doing a podcast. Um, he kind of got can, me involved. You can also on the podcast say he got your ass in gear. You can say that, <laughs> okay, too. Okay. I mean, all right, all right. The, the uh, podcast is not the right. same okay, as Sunday right. morning. So, although I will, you know, get, I will get a text from my mother and my yeah, wife. Well, I need to, somebody's <laughs> probably going to get this, so I, I, I'll, I'll keep it that way. But, yeah, so that, that started and, and, and so kind of figured out. And then also uh, spent some time with um, T.D. Jakes. Mm -hmm. uh, never preached at his church, but actually got to sit on a panel. Oh, that man. Uh, yeah, um, in the early days. And so uh, that was uh, – so then you came along afterward. One of the things I learned early on about you is that you're not in the food business. You're in the people business. Correct. And you just happen to know about food and how to feed. But really, like that, the the ministry that that kind of came out of that kitchen wasn't at the end of the day about food. It was about people. And there was more folks that were volunteering in that kitchen from either. It felt like an AA meeting somewhere for me because it was like different walks of life, different strata, different. I mean, it was just like this convergence of crossroads. Right. right? And a lot of folks that would never show up, say, on a Sunday morning that were going to Mercy Street would meet people volunteering it, you know, in, in the kitchen mm -hmm. of folks that were. And so the church became the super safe place and began to be transformed because of people baking bread together and making cookies and having second Sunday chicken or whatever, you know? And I realized that's because that was your heart. Well, I learned that in the game. I mean, I learned that, <laughs> it, believe it or not, in the secular world, I mean, I learned uh, real quick that it wasn't the hamburger. It was the young lady that was making the hamburger. Mm. It wasn't the chicken. It was the, the young, the chicken is good. Yeah, but it was yeah. the young no, man. No, I know what you're saying. Right, it was the young man. <laughs> chicken, yeah, chicken, 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 right, because because again, <laughs> you couldn't turn out the product that you needed to turn out if they didn't believe yeah. that this was a family. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. and and so that way you got to keep people, and they stayed longer, <laughs> and you didn't have the turnover and so forth and so on. So. Uh, <clears throat> Prayer is really what got this started because um, I was I was scared to death uh, of this whole volunteer thing that I didn't have the ability to fire folks if they got out of line. <laughs> right. Um, right. Seriously. And I mean, yeah, it's so, a hostage crisis. So I was right. Right. So it was kind of <laughs> like, and so I was like, I was like, from day one. I was like, okay, God, all right, so you are the ultimate leader of this thing, okay? Right. I'm just here mm -hmm. kind of allowing you, right? Well, you're just allowing me to be a good steward over this because, and so at the end of each gathering, at the end of each chopping session or whatever yeah, we yeah. were doing, yeah. we would pray. And it wasn't that I was praying, and I, okay, catch out of the bag, y'all, <laughs> okay? Y'all actually thought that I was praying for y'all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, and I understand. Maybe it might have developed into that, but yeah. those first days, 
I was praying that I got through mm. that day. Seriously, I mean, I because it was it was terrifying to me to know that I was putting because I still hadn't got this whole Jesus thing together. Yeah. So it was terrifying to me that I was putting my security in volunteers. Yeah. It really was. I mean, I just hadn't figured that out yet. Um, but man, once I figured it out that God was running this whole thing, that I was actually ordained yeah. to be here, Oh, the, the game changed at that particular yeah, point that I actually could sit and sit in it and root in it and actually, you know, um, started really having some fun in it and watching people just grow. You know, so uh, we were talking earlier about Gary Ashcraft, <laughs> who was one of your members yeah. at Mercy Street yeah. and how he came to me um, and uh, how much of a blessing he was when yeah. he came. Yeah. To be perfectly honest, because uh, Gary was like, 10 years older than me and just had so much wisdom in terms of recovery. Yes. Uh, but he was crazy. Nuts. <laughs> the dude was nuts. It's called ministry. He was crazy. He was crazy. He was like a Vietnam veteran. Huh? He was crazy. But I mean, he loved people. So oh. it really, it's worked out so well. Y'all formed he and a team. I. Right. Like it was Right. And then Gwen. Yeah. And see, you have to talk about Gwen, too. There's Gwen. Yeah. So Gwen was on the original volunteer uh, search committee. Hmm. OK. And so Gwen uh, actually ended up becoming my sous chef. Now, the interesting thing about Gwen, trained chef, mm -hmm. had worked in the governor's office, governor's mansion in Austin, Texas, comes from a, a, a great family that's got Texas roots. And uh, so she used to have to deal with Gary and I. <laughs> and that was not, that was not an easy thing to deal with. Yeah, it's like herding cats. Right, because I, you know, there was a certain uh, level of ministry. You know how, you know, when you're managing people, John, <laughs> you know, there's you have everybody can't be managed the same way right there's things that motivate one person that don't motivate other people right and gary was one of those that i used to have to change motivation styles yeah because crack was his main motivator and then when he gave that up he was like how do you figure out what motivates this guy <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but that's what joined us together. That's what because that was my main motivation. Yeah, for right. Here. Right, right. So, yeah. but but what I just remember those those kinds of relationships in that kitchen that was amazing to me because like um, because y'all would always have time because people would show up just as people, right? right? And it's like okay, we have to make all this stuff, but in the middle of that stuff, people are sharing their pain, their lives, their right. anxieties, stuff going on with their families, right. the relationships are having a hard time in all of that stuff was baked in <laughs> to right. everything that you guys are making um, and I think that would became a place of of healing for this community it was safe yeah it was safe when you walked in that door it was it was safe it was Absolutely. safe you didn't have to be any particular person you could be you know I know some folks would say to me did you know who you had volunteered <laughs> with you you know he's this person you know out in the community right. and you know da 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 I said 
No, man, he knows how to cut potatoes. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, right, right. right. I mean, you know, well, Vincent you know, Elkins. I didn't, I didn't ask for a resume when what? he got here. I'm like, can you cut potatoes, bro? That's all <laughs> yeah, that's all I need. But you'd have a partner from Vincent Elkins working next to somebody that just got out of a halfway house. Right, right. Right? And that wasn't about, do you know who's next to you? It was it was relationships. The first, the first people that seasoned chicken for Second Sunday, mm-hmm. because we used to do it, on on the Saturday before Second Sunday were from a house that I think Mercy Street yeah. still supports. Yeah. They were ladies. Yeah, Santa Maria Hostel. I'd never had ladies <laughs> seasoned chicken before because that's a nasty, nasty, nasty job. And Gary, I told Gary, look, man, we got to have some folks seasoned chicken. I'll show them, you know, how to season chicken. So he brought these two ladies to me. And I'm like, <clears throat> okay <laughs> we're ready to work and they got after it they got after it you know um there was never a job too hard even though where's arlene at so arlene kind of helped where is she um arlene well arlene kind of helped um Arlene and Gordon, actually. Oh yeah, Gordon yeah, was. Gordon Laird. Yeah. So Arlene, she had, she got me to a point where I needed to streamline some things. So yeah, I was having people cut potatoes until one day, Arlene said, "We're tired of cutting potatoes. <laughs> We're done. We're tired of snapping green beans." Hmm. So I had to come up with other ways, you know. So I had to step up and potatoes that were already cut and this that and other well we're in a whole another so most of those folks have went to meet jesus mm-hmm. now so now we're back to cutting potatoes again and snapping <laughs> green beans <laughs> <laughs> until they get tired <laughs> so that's so Z's, that's z's job now that's z's, that's problem z's now. job now that's z's job now that's they're gonna be disappointed when they get potato get to heaven and, uh, and St. Peter's like we gotta cut the potatoes that's right. before no, we no, can no, have no, no, sun, no, no. before we can have Sunday chicken. That's right. That's right. Y'all that's right. y'all are gonna be in the potato cutting that's right. way. They're like, oh that's right, that's right. That's right. That's, that's, right. Awesome. that's right. That's you know, right. your your story, you know, I've only been here over eight years, but the stories you know, there's there's a new thing. They they try this from time to time in communities where a chef um, I think Chris Shepard has done something like that here locally. He's a big famous <laughs> chef or whatever. And they try to open these restaurants and they try to offer these places for people like coming in out of prison reentry to get them an established, get some sort of a resume, right, right. teach them basic skills in a kitchen right. where there's always, there's a lot of work and a need. Right. And that thing always, I mean, it's been a more new uh, model and mm-hmm. sometimes it works okay and sometimes they flame out and they don't do it. But this has been kind of a model you've you've been using way before it was oh, a thing. That's yeah, because I mean I went to I remember matter of fact before even the bill passed, we have this budgeting uh period that we have we go through and as a matter of fact it's getting ready to start now. And I would go in <clears throat> and request money. And Bill would say no. And Bill would say no. <laughs> And so and it, specific request was that I wanted to be able to hire yeah. people who were unhirable, okay, and actually get them started. So when Bill passed and, and um, Bob came, I kept asking. I didn't stop. Mm-hmm. I kept asking. So finally one year Bob said, why do you keep asking for this money? I said, Bob, I said, there, there's, there is ministry for us. There are people 
that can't get jobs that we can get them started here and then they can move on so then before he gave me the money before the church gave me the money uh gary was in an accident and gary was out i remember that so there's a young man who y'all know by the name of stevie and i had just got through with a second sunday chicken gary wasn't with me so that means that yours truly had to work a little bit harder that particular day And I drove by the place where Stevie was staying. He was sitting out on the porch, had in his hand, didn't know how he was going to pay his rent. It was in a halfway out. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, uh, hey, man, you want to work? He said, work? Yeah. I said, you want to work? And I hadn't had said nothing to Bob yet. Uh, he said, yeah, man, I want to work. I said, i tell you what, I can't promise you anything. I said, but I'm going to talk to my supervisor tomorrow, and we'll see if we can bring you on. I got one of my guys is out, probably going to be out for six months or so, and we're going to see if you can bring him in. So I went up to Bob. I said, hey, uh, got this guy um, that I want to replace Gary. He said, well, you know we need to do a background check. I said, Good well, luck. okay. Refill the printer. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. <laughs> I said, you know, I, okay, no problem. Okay, so so there's only one background check that came back worse than mine. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but Stevie's background check came back, and, and, and Bob was like, okay. But he's only going to be temporary. He's only going to be temporary. So as soon as Gary gets back, Boom. He's out. Okay. So Stevie comes in, this, that, and the other. So see, Stevie was the really the first test case for this whole thing. <laughs> so Stevie comes in and works and working, doing, doing great, this, that, and the other. Gary comes back, and I go up to Bob and I said, Well, you know, Gary's, you know, gonna take a little time to recover. Yeah. You yeah, know, and I said, slow. let's go ahead and keep Stevie <laughs> around just a little bit longer, you know, until we get yeah. you know. And so we kept Stevie around a little bit longer. And then Gary got sick. Mm-hmm. Gary got un, un Out of the blue. Right out of the blue. Um, he was one of them brothers that didn't like to go to the doctor. I think I'll put that on the podcast. Yeah. He was one of them brothers, like, them didn't, guys. Didn't like to go. Like, didn't like to go. Never went. Didn't go. I know a few of those. You know a few of those, oh, don't yeah. you? And so when he got diagnosed with leukemia. It was done. That was it. Yeah. Maybe three months. Maybe three months. Mm. And so we lost Gary. I know, man. Big loss. And here's Stevie. Stevie stayed a temporary employee. For three more years, <laughs> till yesterday, <laughs> up until up until today, <laughs> up until three today. more years after after Gary. After, we we did take the temporary label off. I, so. I, I know, and I think it was good. So he opened up the door actually because, you know, yeah, I got started, and <clears throat> but when Stevie came, it really was kind of the start of that particular. Get yeah. in a ministry where we can get folks started. But I think also, like, what I would say is that this place, 
was was not a place where that would have been an odd thing like what john was saying it was like way before it was like let's let's work with these folks these folks are our family mm-hmm. right there's not these folks right these folks have a name like like uh, like gary ashcraft right you know um like john right. like mary like right. you know these folks have names like flory like Flor, like maria yes like tino yes yeah. they have names yes yeah and we love them and their yeah. family right Right, and so when it came to hiring folks, they're family. Some of them like that, un- that crazy uncle, but they're still they're still, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and okay. so if you get a chance and you know to hire family, I mean, that's what you want to do if you can, yeah. if it works out, yeah. you know. So that's the yeah. ground was right. The ground was right here. <clears throat> you know, you could, you know, I naturally you could drive down Hedwig and start building impressions mm. i did yeah sure i did sure. i'm like me too man me come too. on me too. <laughs> this ain't gonna work for the brother <laughs> <laughs> this is not gonna work for the brother i mean seriously i mean yeah. Yeah. it was like hold up yeah but i wouldn't trade these 23 years mm. for anything because mm. there's there's a new life that I actually was able to nurture mm. here. Mm. Um, yeah, that's right. I was married here. Okay. Um, my kids, uh, well, one child did VBS. The other one was already in college when I got here. And, uh, but they know this place. They know this place to be a safe place. They know it to be a welcoming place. Um, Without the volunteers, there would be no me. And I'm going to be perfectly frank. Without the volunteers, without these ladies, without them praying, without them standing. The red aprons. Without. There would be no me. They are the reason that I am here. Mm -hmm. And and I give all praise and honor to God for them. Because these are the servants. These are the ones that make things happen here at, at Chapel Wood. All I did was as... Marilyn used to say, equip. Yeah. All I did was equip them to do what God had already called them to do. So, you know, and one of the things that we, we've been going through a lot of strategic, prayerful discernment about post COVID in the new world and what it means. And I think when you're a large church, it's easy to become more staff driven and less dependent upon lay people. And when you st- were talking about, transitioning retiring slash fill in the blank whatever the the word is right. uh, transition to something new and you know and bob and sarah sitting down with the the team of volunteers and saying hey you know is this time to do something different maybe it's just a staff thing or whatever and and these ladies they've gone up and down through the years covid i mean everything and they've gotten some have gotten older but they're like no this is a, this is a this is what this is this is what it's makes this what it is and you're even seeing like new people like and i think even more new people because i mean some people's giftedness is not teaching a bible study some people's giftedness like my grandmother was you know frying catfish amen and that was her gift amen right because she feeds people yeah right yeah and it's it was a good gift for me i mean <laughs> it spoke my love language <laughs> you know yeah i mean yeah. But that's that's the way when you think about what it is that we do when we when we make disciples or when we are Jesus in the world, you know, Jesus healed, Jesus 
saved, Jesus taught, Jesus inspired, Jesus fed yeah, people. And the most significant ministries we forget as a church, we, the, the modern church thinks that the most significant stuff happens in a pew on a Sunday morning with the, the music and the preaching. But in the New Testament, the most significant stuff that happened was sitting on the ground or sitting around a table sharing a meal. Mm. And who he was at the table with was huge. Right. You know, he didn't just go have meals with the the upper part of society. He was always with the sinners and the tax collectors and the I think the story of redemption of the of the folks who come in and and they become they 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 shape the DNA. It works both ways. So I think of someone like Stevie who's been in who's been shaped and formed by this whole journey and experience, but He's the first guy, you know, when I go in there and see him, I want to, I want to go talk to Stevie because he's going to have some little word of wisdom because every day is a struggle, you know, he'll tell you, but he'll also give you that hopeful terms. Like we just got to keep, here's what we got to do. Here's how we got to do it. How are you doing it? (laughs) Stevie, give me a little, and he'll, and he'll encourage me, you know? And I think that's like, we need that. Um, And I tell you, I was part of his struggle though. No, he still does. (laughs) No, he was still yeah. telling. Yeah, yeah. You said, I yeah. said, "What are we, he said, I'd be all right if it wasn't for him." No, he's, he like, still does. Yeah. If we walk down there right now and right. say, well, "What's your biggest frustration today?" He'll go, "That man, <laughs> <laughs> Ivan." What are, I what, wear that as a badge of honor. What are some of the What are some of the biggest things you've learned in this journey uh, of the last twenty three years? If so, not not everything, what are some of the high things you think? Oh, I learned this in this space doing these things. Trust. Trust. Mm. Trust. Let go and let God. Mm. I don't have to do it all. I could ride in the ship. I don't necessarily have to be the captain. Love more than you live. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some of the things that, you know, I've really learned that, you know, when um, Adam was here mm-hmm. and I was standing out at entrance number seven, just I wasn't there to greet. I was there to I wanted to make sure that you guys got your sandwiches because um, I want to make sure Karen was covered. Right. And mm-hmm. so as I was sitting there at interest number seven, I knew just about everybody by first name yeah. that came through that door. Mm-hmm. That's deep, especially in a large church. Mm-hmm. That's deep. Mm-hmm. And, um, And I, that was such a special reminder to me um, how blessed I am and I've been to be in this particular community at this particular section of my life. Because the other two thirds of my life, I did some other stuff, but this particular third really defined Mm -hmm. my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Gratitude is another. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks You've for been asking. an immense gift to this community. And I, I look back on my own spiritual journey um, and just think about the folks that God has brought into my life to deepen and widen in places I, I could not go. And you, uh, you've always been a person that has summoned us to deeper places and, and to do good work in that, you know, to become more honest and vulnerable. And that's why I think, you know, you just totally Mr. miyagi that whole deal. You know, mm. when we thought we were cooking and we were preparing, all these other things were breaking out in the middle of that. You know, we were, what we were learning was not how to, to bake something, but how to become more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. What we were learning was not how to prepare a table, but how to befriend somebody next to you with an absolutely <clears throat> different background, you know? And so all that stuff happened because, you know, the center of this church was this kitchen where we, we came in hungry, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like Jesus says, you know, I got food you don't even know about, you know? And uh, I think that's, God sucker punch us with you, you know. We thought we were getting a, a guy that knew food service, and what we got was um, our soul. Mm. Well, we punched each other because <laughs> I needed to be here at the time. I really thought that I was going to go back into uh, multi-unit food service prior to doing this and had another offer to do that. That would have sucked. (laughs) Multi-unit food service. That sounds so fun, dude. You know. What do you do? I do multi-unit food service. You know, just some people are equipped, you know, but uh, decided to stick it out here. And and, uh, I just couldn't, uh, I couldn't tell that young lady, Marty, that I was leaving, you know. Uh, and uh, I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. Well, I will say on behalf of Chapelwood, thank you. And one thing I know about how culture is shaped and formed, organizational culture is shaped and formed, you know, you say it, it's good that you were here and, and what you got out of it. And I, as I've said earlier, the the way the DNA is woven together, Chapelwood today is who we are today because of you mm-hmm. you are a significant part mm-hmm. so many parts and you can go and look at the stories but the unique gift that you gave and that you still give by connecting the pieces you connect it was more than just serving food it was more than just operating a, a well-functioning high-functioning kitchen mm-hmm. right it was ministry yeah and it was doing life together yeah. and <clears throat> introduced in this church that's located in one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in the state of Texas an opportunity to see redemption in real time from people that they might not have been connected to in life. Some of these folks rubbing up against people they might have thought they never would rub up against and see their humanity and see the struggle and see Jesus redeem and save and restore in real time. Amen. Every day, and to see the struggle every day. Amen. And it's changed the lives of these people. It's changed the lives of us around the table. It's changed the lives of everybody who's walked through the doors of this church. That's right. And I thank you mm-hmm. for being willing to be used in that way mm-hmm. in this place. Well, I thank you. You're a blessing. 
And if you want us to play you out with Phil Collins, if you'd prefer that. George Clinton. George please. Clinton. George Clinton. <laughs> down, down, da down, down. George Clinton, baby. George Clinton. I'm a fucker. I mean, Phil Collins is cool, but no, nobody's like George. We have the name of the episode I'm a Funketeer. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, we love you, man. Love you back. Love you back. Thank you for. Um, so many years of wow, yeah. And you're still going to be around. Make sure people know. Yeah. Um, See, you know, this is what I said. That was what I was trying to sing. <laughs> Y'all give it up for Ivan Rose. Talking about chicken. Uh. All right, so uh. that's what we're playing on Second Sunday coming out. I'm we, hey, we should. That's I'm coming awesome. out of the kitchen. I, I think it should. That'd be awesome. The lady's gonna be doing it like this. Second Sunday. Chicken. Oh my God. Ivan gets to play. <laughs> Ivan gets the playlist. Turn the music on. Ivan's. Playlist. I know my wife is. Gonna it's be usually like, always your you know, playlist anyway. Uh, Exactly. I, exactly. People don't know. I was like, I, I exactly. play What's exactly. that music? I was whatever yeah. Ivan wants to play. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, it's going to be exciting. So for for the folks, I mean, September 11th is the second Sunday. If you're not familiar with Chapelwood, we have second Sunday chicken, yeah. and then we called it second Sunday lunch. Not anymore. And we just went back to the yeah. good old second Sunday <laughs> it is chicken. What it is. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, don't you I, remember? Wait. It was nice. I mean, the communication department back then. Well, it was well, nice because people were like, "Well, there is more than chicken. We have." Whatever. pork loin and we have tenderloin and we have meatballs and we have and I'm like uh uh-uh, uh it's second Sunday chicken what does that look like the chicken that's a chicken <laughs> that's a chicken and if you're coming for the salad bar right okay, you're in the wrong fine. place that's on you <laughs> you're in the no wrong problem. place that's on you yeah you're not gonna smell the salad bar in the parking lot I will okay? tell you I will tell you <laughs> as a as a boy born and raised in Georgia South Georgia and my girls will tell you we go around and we try to find fried chicken in Houston, Texas. Yeah. The best fried chicken in Houston, Texas is right here at Second Sunday Chicken at Chapelwood. I'm not, I'm not, this ain't favoritism. I'm no, just telling you. No, you got to tell the It truth. is tell the, the best truth. chicken. Yeah. I mean, just period, hands down. So somebody might pick it up. Somebody might be listening in a, in a Nebraska minutes. and go, no, hey, I got to fly down. Lame walk, blind sea chicken. That's 45 years of fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. serious. Yes. You know what, though, I ask you, did we, did we ever make Brunswick stew? What? Yeah. What are we you talking did, about? We did. And sold out of it twice. We're going to make it again. We brought some into you. Andy, I, I remember now. Just, I was it must salty. not have been that memorable. No, no, salty. I, it must not have been salty. that memorable. Salty for I'm gonna a long tell, time. I'm going to tell Z. No one in no no no. I remember vaguely, but no one vaguely. no one in Houston. You can't find Brunswick yeah, stew. Now you challenge us. To you got to be week. from the southeast to know right. what Brunswick stew is. Now we did the you know did the pork and the whole nine yards, baby. People don't know too that in the kitchen at Chapelwood, there's a freezer. There's we still do the soups and the casseroles and all that. Is that still all of it? So, Chicken and dumplings. Chi- so there, seafood there's gumbo. a menu every week. There's yeah. a price there. All you got to do is come Beautiful. up on a Sunday afternoon and 
during the pandemic, that's what really pandemic, kept us connected. I came up all the time right, during the pandemic. With, uh, with the and membership. And during the freeze. During the freeze. We, we, I, I, was, I told Stephanie, I'm going to get some soup. Because we have the gas. I know the, where it is. Gas, I know where the food is. I know where it is. <laughs> and I have a and key. And I got a key. You go get toilet paper, I'm getting soup. <laughs> You guys are fine. <laughs> oh man! But it was. But it's a, just. It's and, and the the ministry to the community and so much yeah. other stuff. I mean, you've just been a big part of that. I appreciate you. And so, on September 11th, second Sunday, I, I was going to be Ivan Day in the in the in the gym and everywhere else that we're going to be. So everybody needs to come and make sure they support and love on Ivan. Go Amen. and just eat some come chicken. Come get some chicken. Oh yeah. Amen. Come get some chicken. All right, make sure you like, subscribe, share all the podcasts with Pod Have Mercy and make sure you reach out and send Ivan a note too. Let yeah. him know how Amen. much of a blessing he's been to you. So, anything else we got, Jeff? We good? Great. All right. Well, I'm John Stevens and I'm Matt Russell and I'm Ivan Rowe and this is Pod Have Mercy. <laughs> Flashlight. <laughs> 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 I'm going to go to my neon light. <laughs>